Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Sarah Jenkins. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. Yes, same. I'm happy to be had. (laughs) (laughs) You just got back. You just traveled. Did you get back today? Uh, Yesterday. Yesterday. Yep. Colorado. Thank you for making the the appointment to see me. Of course. I feel like it's I'll more, take any opportunity more I have. so my benefit, but <laughs> I texted you today or last night. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to see you tomorrow and I'm so excited about it. Yes. I, I, I got that text as I landed. Welcome to Cincinnati. Yep. Tell me about your favorite workout. Oh, yeah. So my favorite workout, I know that um, you said last week and I did have a favorite workout mm-hmm. until I did a workout today. I, sometimes that happens. The favorite mm-hmm. workout changes. Yep. And Shifts. it just bumped the other one out. Yes. Uh, favorite workout because um, it is a hard workout and not necessarily with the intensity. But today, Patrick and I, my husband, went to get our VO2 max. Where do you get that done? We went to um, NKU. Okay. Is this something you can schedule? Some places you can. Uh, If you are are a numbers person, data person, nerd. Yeah, like you guys are. Yep, exactly. (laughs) You just want to have stats. You want to have numbers. I would love to. I think, I mean, it's a fun thing for people to go and do because numbers don't lie. Yeah. So it's good stuff. But but like that being said, do you call, do you call NKU? Do you go on a website? Like how do you, it's like a doctor's appointment? Um, so I, my, one of my other trainers at the original method, Ashley, she is getting her master's in exercise physiology okay. and she is studying this. You had an in. Mm-hmm, I had an in. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, can regular people do it though? Regular people, I believe, can schedule through NKU. I think they can also do it through UC. You can at least do bod pod um, at a couple. So you don't there's you can Google that and see you would want to make sure there's a technician who actually knows how to work it. Okay. Uh, But there are places that have those. And then for the VO2 max test, you probably wouldn't needs to be done in a lab. Okay. So any place that has an exercise phys program. So I'm assuming that you see, if not NKU open to the public would have something along those lines. Um, Tell us what this test is, what it tests and what it entails. So it tests how basically how long there's a few things, but one of the things it tests is how long you are in fat burning and in your aerobic system. Okay. Versus then switching over to your anaerobic system because your body is running out of oxygen. Okay. That's what you're testing. And then it shows you when you run and you go into another metabolic pathway, your anaerobic, and how you switch from fat burning to glycogen, which is stored in the muscles. Okay. That's why we need carbohydrates. Yes. Um, to refuel that. And once you're there, it shows a couple of things. One is the heart rate that you should be training at. That's going to keep you into your anaerobic state. The heart rate that is going to then increase your aerobic state, okay. uh, aerobic state, and therefore increase that threshold so you don't flip over into anaerobic. You don't want to flip over into anaerobic. Not when you're doing endurance work. Okay. So if you are um, an Olympic weightlifter, mm-hmm. If you do really high intensity, like a hit mm-hmm. um, or a sprinter, mm-hmm. per se, then that is perfect. Fixing microphone. my microphone. This is better. Okay, yeah, I like yeah, it better good. this way. I just want to make sure we can hear you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, 
if you're doing that longer, slow state cardio, you need to be in the aerobic system. Okay. And you want to be there. And um, unfortunately, a lot of times athletes train too, they train too hard and they're in anaerobic when they should be in aerobic. You want to be in your aerobic. You want to increase that base. It's um, your most powerful system. It never runs out of ATP energy, Uh basically. Uh And that if people talk about fat burning, it does. That's the state where it requires fat on your body to be fuel. And we know at least by... By this very reliable source that I've seen on the internet somewhere. It's totally true. That, that like the fat burning zone mm-hmm. doesn't always look like your highest intensity. No, no, no. It's yeah, not. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's very moderate and it's going to be different person to person based off of how fit you are. Right. Okay. What you're conditioning, your aerobic, your cardiovascular respiratory endurance, that aerobic system dependent upon how it, how fit. Right. Right. It is. That would be the term. Um, it's not in shape, but yeah. fit. Yeah. That system is in particular. That is going, people could train at a higher heart rate and stay there mm-hmm. longer right. before switching over. Right. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You think about so it, it is good to get those numbers because for instance, Patrick, my husband, he should be training his high intensity around 165 what beats is- per minute. And seems like a lot. Yeah. And I should be training mine around 175. So in order for me to get that, that appropriate threshold training, or I'm actually increasing work capacity and not just exhausting glycogen. Yeah. Um, and not, I knew what that, do you know that you, you felt that didn't you? Oh, as soon as I switched from fat burning into glycogen, my arm, that that's lactic acid. You usually feel that my arm started burning. Yeah. So, okay. So what's the, how do you test for it? What are you doing? Um, So you're in a lab, you have on these very attractive Nike men's shorts um, with all of these wires on the inside of them because they were also uh, testing force production on your muscles. So it's got to have that connectivity there. Uh Uh, You're on a treadmill. Mm. You have a giant mask on your face with a hose. Yeah running out of it um seems like really comfortable to be running so comfortable with. yeah uh my jaw was like locked open oh my god in a certain position so it was it was not comfortable for me and i i think towards the end when i was really pushing that that final threshold because you you go until you no longer can run and every You're like i gotta stop how fast every two running? minutes you start at um a brisk walk okay. for two minutes then they put you you light run, moderate, and then it goes up a couple miles per hour every two minutes. So you just go until you can't. I mean, you're usually eight to 12 minutes in and you're, because you're on an incline. Oh six my as well. God, you didn't say the incline. Yes. Eight to 12 minutes. I don't even know if I'd make it that long. It's hard. Patrick, yeah, he made it 12 whole minutes. Um, I made it nine and um, my VO2 max was not... Okay, but compared to what? Compared to average humans. (laughs) This is wrong. This is wrong. This is a faulty test. uh, No, it's a a very, it's a good test. It's good. And uh, so elite athletes are around 60 in the 60s. They are in the 60s. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lance Lance Armstrong, 80s. So if you want to talk elite of the elite. Okay. Someone who's doping. 
Yes. Is this a, out of 100? What's the um, No, it, maybe. But, the, but I would say Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, 80, okay. and n- an outlier. No one else is going to be him. Okay. Drugs or no drugs. No okay. one could be Lance Armstrong. Okay. Uh, elite athletes, elite runners are going to be in the 60s. What is like that mean? What's that number mean? Was it like giving you? It's just a score. Yes. Like a ne- okay. Yep. It's your score. Okay. Um, and they're taking there. It. There's a way that it is giving you the number based off of other data points. Okay. And I am not. I don't know that one. Yeah. Um. So, I thought I would be in the fifties. Was okay. hoping for fifty. Okay. Uh, I got forty-four. Okay, that's not that far off. It's very far off, <laughs> Chrissy. I don't hear that. I don't think that it is. It, 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 like how quickly can people move points like is it like um, hard to do well i the yes so it is it is hard to build an engine mm-hmm. um that's what i call it you're yeah. that, you're, that capacity you're the engine if yeah. you have it and it is difficult to build it um what is humbling and surprising is how fast you lose it i was gonna say you haven't we just heard mm-hmm. patrick your husband talk about you haven't been doing this type of training right oh so yes but here here's but where the ego comes yeah. in yeah. and where being a human where logic no longer gets to be part of your filter. oh i haven't been operating in a part of log- logic in my yeah. brain the last like month so i don't yeah. know no <laughs> so it's... you're just it's instantly gone yeah. you just did a test yeah. you had to rip a mask <laughs> off your face you're like ah um and to see see the score you're just like oh I know. I sh- I should, right? That's the thing that gets us every time. Like, yeah. I should be better. I have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't I be there now? Mm-hmm. All of that. And even though, yeah, you're right. It's you don't own your fitness. As soon as you stop paying the rent, it slides back, yeah. right? So there is that reality to it. Uh, and also a bit of, identity of i'm the engine totally if i don't have that what am i right 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 i know i mean i i want to go back and just be like but you're not training for it this way and like the different season of your life and but i get where you are yeah totally understand but then that's so there is that disconnect of part that is part of the work of the season i'm in yeah is letting go of my identity as an athlete yeah my value being in the score i can produce how fit i am yeah um thinking people won't listen to me right they won't hire me if i'm not fitter than them if i can't uh you know beat them in every workout yeah yeah. all of that um so it's i venture to say you still can probably beat like a lot of people in their workouts yeah i (laughs) yes it's not like i've stopped working out and yeah i've uh, you know you do you 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 build your fitness up and yes comparatively yeah and it's not um i'm a very fit human being but i like how you said about like this that's what the work looks like mm -hmm. because i think that for me right now I'm arriving to a place where I'm like, okay, this work looks different than mm-hmm. the way that I think about work. Yeah. And that like, it actually means doing less. And I think of work, I'm like, you got to put it in. You got to, you know, put in the hours, do, do this, like do, 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 do. Not to like be confused with poop because that just. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes. Do, do. Yeah. <laughs> but that now the work and work meaning like what what's what is what takes effort like it's hard it's hard for Mm -hmm. me to be pulling back 
where I need to pull back. And it's hard for me to let go of this ego attachment of like someone that's working out every day and someone that is super fit. And like that, it's not serving what I need it to to do right now. Yes. And I think, you know, the important thing, anytime we're talking about change, it should look different. It has to. You can't continue looking the same, showing up the same way, doing the same things, all of that which is your routine, it's your comfort, it's your habit, we will, that is where what will fall back to. Right. As soon as we, you know, mess up, you'll, you'll go back to your comfort, to your default. But being able to say it's okay that it's unrecognizable, it's different, it's unfamiliar, it's uncomfortable. That is what we have to do uh, in training in our lives wherever in order to get something different. I know. You're right. Yeah. It's hard. I need to hear this. Yeah, it is. It's I hard need to hear this, and it's, it's um, yeah. it's good, and uh, yeah. So the the VO two it did not go <laughs> the way that I wanted. I was like, I'm gonna preferred. be my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna still own it and be it and whatever, yeah. even though I haven't been working for it. Yeah. So a good piece of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another data point that's fun to talk about with the bod pod, which specifically test your body fat Mm -hmm. percentage to lean mass percentage Mm -hmm. um and that is important so if you want to eat for lean mass muscle building Mm -hmm. specifically fat loss Mm -hmm. which is a good thing to clarify versus Mm -hmm. weight loss yeah uh and again it's just data it's just numbers um seeing my number be from about 17 percent body fat to 24 Mm -hmm. again it's like someone could read that and think oh she went the wrong way yeah but what we talked about before you were or you you didn't talk about it we talked yeah. about you <laughs> and gordon and i talked about <laughs> you and anna posting those things about like mm-hmm. you're in a time of surplus more yes. you know, building building maybe yes. is a better way for it yep so yeah. that would make sense why you did that you were trying yeah. to do that absolutely but and then doesn't make it any easier no <laughs> and then you is again like you look at it and it's so that number What's, you know, and it's like, well, what number would have made you happy? Yeah. You know, is the question. Right. But it's still that. So being so tied yeah. to that being a, a measure of success. Mm-hmm. Worth. Um, worth. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, I woke up this morning feeling pretty great about myself. Yeah. So how, like, why would that number oh, yeah. be the change? But it is. I know. And it's hard. It's really it's hard. Even when it's the thing you ask for, the, the change, like the going going through with it mm-hmm. can sometimes still be really hard. Yeah. Even though it's what you want. Well, you said something before we started recording. You were like, you're making the decision. What did you say? That it's not going to impact. Oh, my- yeah. It's yeah. It doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. In that moment of wanting to seek validation, mm-hmm. um, that it was okay mm-hmm. like this is okay right sure oh my god you know? i do that all yeah. the time like or to justify explain um all of that you i could go and do that and waste my time energy focus on that or yeah. you can just say this doesn't need to be a thing do you know what i do when I'm like <laughs> feeling maybe shitty. Do you I go to take my- to Instagram? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I'm feeling and I'm feeling like shitty, like that's the last thing I want to do. Oh, that's good. Because I'm like that's good. 
I like post Instagram when I'm fucking feeling great. Like I, I you know, like when I'm like feeling myself. Yes. If I don't feel good, like I don't want to put out this. No. That feels gross to me. That's yeah. But I, so I just go to my husband and I'm like, do you think I'm cute? <laughs> He's like, of and you he then fucking you then har- yes. yeah. So, then you harass them. You're like, but like, how about are you now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Do you think that I'm fit? That's what I say all the time. Like, am I fit? And he's like, yes. Am I yeah. cute? <laughs> like, do you think I'm smart? <laughs> like, you're like, like more than anyone else the in the world. <laughs> yes, it, it is. is also has become because we laugh about right. It's like it's funny. It's silly. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is that? What you need to fucking ask people? Like it's like a joke. It's like a joke on myself. Yeah. Like what? Why do you- no one needs to tell you that? No, we want to hear it. Right. Speaking of external validation and people thinking I'm cute, um, my favorite workout was uh, I don't even know when this happened. It was the beauty po- beauty boost taste of fitness. And when was this? This was December first. Okay. So tons of past podcast guests. Rachel with Prison Pilates was there. She did like half hour matt pilates class that like my abs were sizzling and i i think i kind of came around i think it's her cueing Mm -hmm. is really good and if you're like someone like me like front row with molly since he's dated being jess with shred 415 like all of the these like and the, the type of women that like really love her class are people women that listen and like do what they're told and to like, you know, in a, like if you tell me to do something, then I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and especially in this like fitness situation. And so her cueing is so good that if you're listening and paying attention, like you have no choice but like you're you are engaging, like what you're supposed to be gauging, engaging, and it's really fucking hard. Yes, so key. So uh, I would love to know who these people are that listen. Yeah, <laughs> you don't listen when people tell you what to do. No, I do. Yeah, I there's a lot oh. of times where I'm coaching. I'm like, hey. Oh, they're not listening. Oh no! Yeah, other, yeah, but yeah. There's, they're a different type, and that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking about the type, the front row, the types. front row type. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't my favorite part. I loved that part of the workout, but my favorite part, again, kind of getting back to this piece. So, when people were coaching at the event, they didn't have a headset. They had to use a hand mic, and so they couldn't really demo anything. Yeah. So, like Shred Four Fifteen, kind of started this little trend where they had past guest Nick Melnick and past host Andy Zafiris do they were like the models of the workout so they like you know someone's on the mic talking and like they were the models so that so it was adorable it was great so Ellen Whitney was teaching a hip-hop yoga class so this was like after we already knew about the models thing and I was like oh Ellen you know like if if you can't coach with the but like I could be at the front and be the yoga model for you. Yes. So I did. I totally volunteered to do that. Um, and it was so great because it was yeah. like I was a fitness instructor for a second, but I didn't have to do and the a actual, model. Right. I didn't have to do the actual hard part of programming or like talking. Like I just followed instruction. It was great. And I, but it was really hard because I was trying so hard to be perfect. In your movement. Right. Like I was yeah. like very focused on my form yes. and like tr- like my breath and everything because yeah. I wanted people to have a, a good example to look at. You, and you got the best <laughs> yoga workout there. Of my life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. But yeah. Spe- speaking of tell me I'm cute. Yeah. <laughs> tell me I was a good like, yoga instructor, please, guys. Even though I wasn't instructing anything. Just modeling. Right. 
it's fun but i went to a soul cycle class in new york and they just had that exact same thing of like a model on the bike while the instructor was like going around and, and talking but they weren't doing the ride oh that's interesting i know i wonder if that is was job, that actually better because anytime i have taken a spin class and people headset or not i can't understand what they're saying um yeah i see what you mean that can be hard sometimes but i, I understood them okay okay yeah 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 okay yeah. what do you want to talk about oh well speaking of spin classes this is a great segue i, I think what <laughs> what is up with the peloton commercial oh, yes <laughs> okay we need to talk what? about this because i don't get it i i don't either can you tell so i watched the commercial Sh- yeah. yesterday show of hands how many of your listeners are upset about this commercial but the, I, I just want to know i heard about it yeah brad was like oh my god have you seen the peloton commercial and i'm like no he's like we have to watch it like there's like all this so he hadn't seen it when he said that he just he, heard the buzz he's had i think okay. but he was like everyone's talking he, about it and so what i'm did like brad oh. say about it something about the look in her eyes i don't I don't know, Sarah. I'm like lost. I watched this commercial and I was like, it's a bad commercial. Number one, yeah. it's okay. so stupid. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get like, what was the, what is the uproar about? Did I miss something? The, from my understanding, the uproar comes from people thinking her husband is alluding to her not looking good. And that's why she needs a Peloton bike. Oh, see, I didn't get that. Because Did- it's not alluding to oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, so I don't people think that. Well, they I want to th- be uproared. I think they uh, over everything. Okay. They want to be that way over everything. But I, from my, my takeaway from it is that it's still cultural, culturally sound and a belief out there that you should only be fitnessing if you're overweight. Right. Right. It doesn't matter what your she size She wasn't is. Overweight, overweight. No. But I think that's the whole, well, if she, if her husband is getting her a bike for her to work out. I would for my husband to get me a Peloton bike. A $2,400 yeah. toy? What? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was probably more expensive than my first car. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Yeah. I, 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 that's and she, I, by the end, said she felt good about herself. Yeah. She which is not. for her life. Yeah. Which, she didn't say anything about losing weight. No. Which again, doesn't you do not have to feel good about your fitness journey because you're an ideal size or you lost weight. Right. If you do real shit, that's hard. Right. She's documenting being like, I'm tired. It's 6 a.m. I don't want to do it. But I She's overcoming it. Yeah, no, I think it's positive. And that feels fucking awesome. Yes. I mean, the commercial itself was so dumb. Yes. It was so bad. So bad. But I didn't think there was any like controversy. I think she's in a safe marriage. I mean, her house fucking looked like she was yeah. in a safe marriage. And it's like, it cuts, like, what? Because, you know, if you have a beautiful house, you, you're you in a safe marriage. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, like, what? I mean, it's better than going to the gym. What is she going to do there? Yeah. I. At I least she's getting that. a good workout. No. On I the agree. Peloton bike. I agree. But, yeah, I just. Uh, I'm glad you talked about this. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm like, glad I saw it. I'm glad I knew yes. when you texted me this morning. You're like, can we talk can about we this? Can we talk about I'm like, it? I'm thank God I know what people are talking about because I feel like I'm the I last know. to know these days. Yeah. I got to follow like six meme accounts just to like understand yeah. the world. Understand what's the <laughs> going on in pop, co- pop yes. culture. Yeah. And even then I'm like texting my brother. I'm like, what's this one mean? Yeah. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> what a- I don't get it. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about my 
recent Thai yoga massage experience. Absolutely. So I've been wanting to do a Thai yoga massage since last year when Cincy's Get a Bean first came on and they were talking about their Thai yoga massage experience. So for those who don't know, it... Oh, this was my experience. So I met this woman, Jessica Smith. She has Jessica Lee Wellbeing. I met her at the Beauty Boost event. She was doing like 15-minute Thai yoga massage. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, it was great. She also practices Reiki. So she was like, you know, I, it, I can't help but like, you know, do some body scans. And it seems like this stuff's going on with you. And I had just had like a real, like fucked up my back the day after Thanksgiving because I was sore. I was really fatigued. I had not been taking care of myself. Um, I just like did an early morning workout when like a time I should have taken a rest, but I felt like I, well, I probably should work out after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be sitting in a car all day, blah, 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 all the things that we tell ourselves. I was tired. I was rowing. And I knew like as soon as I set up in the rower, it was like towards the end of my workout. And I like pushed off and it like my lower back just took over instead of like engaging what I should have been engaging. Do you think that's because your hips are tight? Everything's because my hips are tight. (laughs) Every problem that I have in the world. The shitty work people, everything because my (laughs) hips are tight. Chrissy's hips are very tight. Oh God. And that's like the one thing I feel like that will never be able to change about myself. Anyway, so I, I went after the beauty boost event. I went home like that night and booked a hour massage with her. And it's, it's, it's like assisted stretching. And so Jessica, like I said, does Reiki. So she starts her practice with like a body scan and then kind of just decide, like goes from there. Starts at your feet. Does she, what does that look like? Does she ask you questions? Does she have you like, oh, so you just are there. I am laying on a heated, like very wide, like comfy mat, mattress pad thing. And there's wonderful music playing. And and I, she has a couple different locations, but I went to her at Finley Yoga. So it was just us in the yoga studio. Okay. Um, so yeah, when the body scan, she's just like, have you ever had Reiki done? I haven't. So it's just, she just like moves her hands across your body, like no physical touch even. And Okay, so it's just hovering. Yeah. And okay. your eyes are closed. You're just mm-hmm. like laying there relaxed. And then... Um, yeah, starts at your feet, like works your way up. And so it's it's a lot it's stretching and like maybe some like light massage. And for me, like at some points when we got to my hips, like it was pretty intense because I am so tight. Mm-hmm. But not ever she's there's no jamming or forcing, like it's very and there's no like hard massaging, like Swedish or uh, like uh, deep, deep tissue. Deep, deep, deep tissue, yeah. But you know, so like yeah, it lasts an hour and she what did she like pick up it. in your scan? Did she pick up anything? Yeah. So she had told me this um, at the beauty boost and I had Reiki done. Sarah, you need a Walter did Reiki mm-hmm. on me and like everything was in line, like both of both readings where my left side, which is like my feminine energy, um, the left side of your body is also like the yeah, um, yang side. If we Maybe it's called yang and yin and yeah. i say yang, 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 yin but, and yang. right but like you a know good american I mean. exactly yeah uh <laughs> and when i'm talking about this i don't know that much i've had like two experiences but jessica is going to come on the podcast and she's gonna like she's gonna enlighten all of us yes and you're gonna cannot wait come like listen back and be like you didn't know what the fuck you were talking yeah. about but anyways <laughs> i have a huge energy imbalance so one side is very turned on very hot the other is like 
freezing cold, there's no energy happening. And that should, there's, I mean, there's a means that the body, energy in your body is not flowing, it's not flowing. properly. It's not even. You're it's not even. Um, which I can, it manifests itself in like physical injuries on my right side, which is the side that's like stagnant, no energy. So, you know, she talked a lot about just um, the yin side of my body is like the rest, the recovery, and how like my body is literally asking me for it, just pretty much telling me that this needs to be done. It's taking it. Yeah. And I'm not, have not been listening. So she gave me some like meditation practices, um, some just like mindfulness techniques to help slow down. She talked a lot about, you know, this is the season two that our bodies are telling us to slow down. She was very informative. Again, I'm not doing a great job of explaining it, but I had, it was a very positive experience. And I think it was even, I'll talk about this in another episode coming up and go into a lot of detail about the back spasm that I had, which was a physical sign that my body was like, you have to stop. So this was just another reinforcement. I'm like, how many reminders do I need? Like actual people, actual physical signs telling me to slow down. And I'm just blowing right by them. Well, that's the question. How many of them do you think you need? Like, will two more do it? I I told you, I need a dramatic (laughs) hospitalization that's scandalous. Scandalized all over Cincinnati. Like you need to go to rehab. Fitness host yeah. hospitalized for dehydration. Rabdo. I need to go to rehab. That's really just what this is: is me begging for someone to be like, you need to go away for a month to the desert in Arizona to a beautiful place and have a spa month. Yeah. What keeps you from and doing guess what? that? That's not going to fucking happen. But that's but that is. But it goes back to an just another. I have to take responsibility. For my own life and my actions, I know I'm not taking care of myself. No one else is going to come. Yes, people are going to say, no one is going to force me. No one's going to lean by the hand. No one's going to come in and tell me, you don't have to work anymore. All of your life is taken care of. You're never going to have any more problems. Like, that's not going to happen. No. So I need to learn how to deal with what's on my plate in a way that's healthy, knowing that maybe like the shit that I got going on with work, that's not going away right now. So how do I take care of myself in other areas Mm -hmm. where like the goal is to be able to perform for work? How do I make that happen? Yeah. Is your work performance your your focus right now and your goal and what what you feel like you need to be? I feel like I don't have a choice. Okay. (laughs) Because. Well, sometimes people don't. Right. Yeah. I I mean, mean, where where, just where I and I know it's not forever mm -hmm. or maybe I'm just so delusional. I keep telling myself that. But truly like where I'm. I'm, I have an expanded role at work right now to kind of get into a little bit quickly. Expanded role at work right now. I'm not always going to have this expanded role. I have fucking 20 direct reports right now. It's, it's great. It's like, I have to do it for the time being. Mm -hmm. It won't be forever. So knowing that I'm like, yeah, I got to get, I got to, this is what the focus is. I can't let the ball drop. I would never, I like, don't let the ball drop at work. I'll let the ball drop in my own life and my health. (laughs) But work yeah. and these people that treat me shitty, no, I will show up for them. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, if you were to get hit by a bus, what would happen to <laughs> God, your, what would happen to, to work? Me. What would happen to work? <laughs> They'd be fine. They'd fucking be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> right? Uh, I know. But if you do, I mean, for if you are 
thinking work performance is where you need to be at because yeah. you're committed to your career. Yeah. This is a... It's a pivotal point. Yep. Yeah. It's a growing pain. It's something... Yeah. It, this is, right, the summit, climbing up to the summit. Yeah. Then what does training look like for performance? Right. Right. I don't think it's the six days a week intense workouts that leave me gassed and yeah. needing to recover a ton. No. And I think recovery is key. Yeah. Uh, if fatigue, I have to work 10 hours a day, that's not going to... No. Aid in my recovery. Yeah. No. Fatigue masks fitness. And you can take that, I mean, straight with your body, but also with everything else in life. And a lot of times we want to have these really extreme protocols, either mm -hmm. training, diet, mm -hmm. work, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And we have to realize that our recovery has to match the same level of exertion. Oh, that's a good point. And so, uh, but the recovery isn't sexy. No. And it's not fun and it's usually boring. How do I post about my recovery on Instagram? Right. Because then also along with that, people, you know, that voice of you're settling, you're mm -hmm. comfortable, people right. are outworking yeah. you. Other people can do it. Why can't I? Shit, get up off the yeah. couch. Yeah. All like yeah. that inner dialogue. But if you approach recovery just like that is training you're right and you look at it from that perspective like you are going to be the absolute best you can be at recovery yeah. you're going to train that just as hard as you would at orange theory yep yep i know and and that is where my sh my focus is shifting this week after you know some stuff last week where i'm just like all right you Met, we're meditating like we're slowing down wherever we can and I'm like very committed to that and I have to shed a lot of that voice that's happening to me of but you're not doing enough or like th thoughts that were popping up today as I was walking to Pilates which was like gentle and opening it was wonderful what I needed but I'm like well I'm gonna like lose muscle I'm not gonna look as fit yeah like all those all those conversations. Right. And that, I mean, I get in that we're kind of back to the losing my, my VO2 max, right? Yeah. Like gaining, putting on body weight. What, what's the thing that you care about? Cause there are, and if somebody's goal was fat loss, um, then yeah, I would, that if that had been my goal, then yeah, I had gone the wrong way, but that wasn't. You're right. So it's with your fitness right now, what what's the thing that you care about the most? Because if it is muscle gain, then you're right. Then you should just be selective with the workouts you do and do things that cater to that right now and say, hey, I'm in a season, I'm slowing down, I'm focusing on one thing. Yeah. And then if you really care about muscle gain. And that was just, that was just like a, like a conversation that with my mind plate, you know, it was yeah. just like a, it was just like chatter. Yes. It was just the chatter of it all. But that's how you have to walk yourself through it. Do I care about this? Or is someone telling me I should care about right. this? Or I'm like, or, do I care about it because it's what other people are thinking about? Like, well, I don't yes. have time for other people. Is this just me competing with what other people yes. are into? All of it. Yeah. Dumb. Oh. yeah. How do you stop that? <laughs> Let me know when you figure it out. <laughs> Let me know. I would love, to, I would, yeah, very open to hearing. Right. <laughs> If it's a is pill, a even better. Yeah. So it's like, 
Someone make this supplement. Oh, fuck. Okay, Sarah, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, no. I hate every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> there, uh, here's one the do you hate the least? Which <laughs> one do I hate the least? Oh. Man. All of them. I, uh, you have one. I, no, I think they're... So they come from a different time. Uh, Mariah Carey's not that long ago. No, she might be the worst. <laughs> like I just, but I they they sound a little creepy to me. I totally get that. And then I think that there might be seven or eight actual songs, but a yeah, hundred people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all you hear right now. Yeah. No, I I love it personally. You I, do? Yeah, I do like <gasps> Christmas music. I. This has been part of my slowing down self-care ritual. Listening to Christmas yep. music? I put on Christmas okay. music and it really kind of brings me back. I'm like, you're going to be fucking cheerful, damn it. <laughs> you like, listen to this you song. You will embody this song. <laughs> yes. Listen now. Listen to it. <laughs> and just, I mean, because it's like, I I feel like I have this nostalgic this view of Christmas music, right? Because I'm, we've literally yes. heard it since we are grown up. Yes. And so that it's like, I'm like, okay, you can, it's, you can like go back to the time and it was okay and whatever it is, but I'm doing it. Yes. But I hear a Christmas song is have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> and you know, I know why, because it's the fucking me. saddest one. And when it comes, it <laughs> when it comes to Christmas music for me, the sadder, the better. Okay. This is like, this is the song. It's Christmas. If Eve. you're slowing down and listening to this, are you... Like, are you going to be depressed? I'm already depressed, so it's fine. <laughs> Even more <laughs> depressed? No, no. It's like, it's like, it's not necessarily the sadness. That's wistful, romantic. This like, I don't know. It just makes you feel like I wouldn't listen to this song Christmas Eve when everything's over. You're unplugging all the Christmas lights right before you go to bed. Tomorrow's Christmas morning. Yes. There's this feeling of like, oh, the excitement yeah. of tomorrow, but also it's over. So there's just this tug of war okay. with your emotions. It's, like it's here, a, but it's done. It's a, Yeah. And I, I just feel like that to me also for the holidays, it's always just been kind of sad. Like as, <laughs> like even as a child, I know I'm bumming yeah. everyone out, but like it's so fun and exciting, but you know it's going to end. You're so yes. excited and it's going to just be a day. Yes. And then you open that last Christmas present and you're like, fuck. Now what? Now, yeah, that's but it. now you get to but, play with your Barbies and it's fine. <laughs> you play with all the things you just opened yeah but as an adult uh, yeah i guess i can try on things mm -hmm. whatever Crop do you guys up. you do presents yeah we do presents you don't, get you don't do presents we don't we, no we don't do presents no. people i'm sure we sound very much so like scrooges but we're kind of in the if we want to give each other gifts no that makes total just sense. do it year round um i think mostly like if people i would rather people buy gifts for themselves I know that I was like, you know, just give yourself permission. I know. To buy yourself something. Please don't buy me anything. Um, I want people to buy me things. You're like, but I want presents. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, I, I came empty handed tonight, so <laughs> no, that is bad. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't expect presents. Right. But you I, love them. So yeah. that could just be one of your love languages. But also, perhaps. Yeah, but it's not high, It's not high it's on not, the list. Okay. But my family, like my siblings, I that's my favorite part about all of it is like finding the best gift for them. They're going to be so happy when they open it. So, so you do love giving them. Oh, I love giving yeah. them and receiving them. Yes, all of it. Love all of it. The act of gifting. Yeah. 
that yeah no i did people some people are very very good at it and i always appreciate that yeah. uh patrick's sister she nails it yeah. and she's super thoughtful and that part that experience is really great yeah i know i've been on and, the receiving end of, of gifts we're just like oh yeah and good. i'm i just am not like nine months later I'm like oh man that Christy would have loved that. Oh, and then no. it just, you know, I just don't think so, of it. So no Christmas playlist no, happening at your no, house? No, not at our house. Now, I'm sure people... I I'm going to have some Christmas Christmas music playing at the cookie exchange. I, I'm still coming. Okay, good. On Now on Christmas Eve, um, we'll do the 12 days of Christmas, a workout. And That's we'll, not... Doesn't count as anything. <laughs> You're like, heavy breathing is not a Christmas carol. It's not a carol. No. Uh, we'll probably. We'll I play, would go Christmas we'll caroling. Play, you would. Yeah, I did it in Girl Scouts, and I loved it. You go all bundled up, and you go. We used to visit the shut-ins. Who was that? <laughs> who are they? We went to a Catholic school, and apparently, there's just people on this list that they don't leave their house. They're shut-ins. We would just okay go carol to them. We got to wrap this up. I we do. We got to go. There's flashing <laughs> lights behind us. He's like, stop talking about your Christmas music. Sarah, thanks for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> My guest today is a certified, certified integrative health coach whose entire life has been transformed through a holistic approach to health. Through her own journey of living with autoimmune disease, hormone imbalances, and gut dysfunction, she wants to help you become the expert of your health. From safer beauty products, birth control, and red light therapy, I'm so excited to learn more from her. Please welcome Evie Takas of Holistically Restored. Thank you very much. What an intro. Thank you. I really well, appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So you are into all the stuff that I <laughs> would love to be in, uh, that I am into and like want to have more time yeah, to get to know, yeah. but... I guess I, th I think like that's why I started this podcast. That's why people like you as coaches exist. And yeah. we shouldn't and can't know it all. Do exactly. It all. No, you can't. And that's that's what I want people to view me as is the resource because we all have different things that go on in our lives. And I want to be that person that does that research for you and helps yeah. you implement it in your life because it is impossible to do it all by ourselves. Right. Even if we think that we can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. It's kind of like the curse of, do you yeah. think it's a societal, cultural thing or is it like a female thing? Oh, or both? Um, that's a good question. I think it's both. I think as a society, we're so go, go, go. And if yeah. you're not, if you're not hustling and if you're not, um, you know, driving yourself into the ground, then that means that you're not successful and that you're not a hard worker. And I really don't believe that I believe yeah. that you can have both um yeah there's gonna be seasons where you push and seasons where you can you know lay low a little bit yeah but and I think especially as women we want to prove ourselves and yes. also I think we kind of talked about this too yeah. where I think we're made to feel like we have to be small mm -hmm. and so we don't want to be big and like do these things that are challenging and hard. And so now there's this new push of it though, where women are really coming to the forefront and we're like, no, we are capable of these things. Yeah. So I think we're also pushing ourselves into the ground, which is complete opposite of what our health needs. But I know yeah. we talked about this yeah. and I, I think we'll for sure probably get yeah. into a little more as, yeah. the, as the episode <laughs> goes on. And I, um, share some of my recent experiences but yeah. you and I got to coffee or yes. got together for coffee yes. and I was like we have so much to talk about yeah and I, I love to to typically start with people's story that's a good place but yeah. specifically with you I mm -hmm. think it's so important because 
your journey to health was not linear. No, you know, no. it was you had a lot of like lessons learned yes. and, and trying to figure things out. And I think that's really important for people to hear like when it comes to their health and dealing with autoimmune disease yeah. and hormonal imbalance, like this isn't an overnight fix. No, yeah, it is not. Um, so but it's so important to pay attention to. It is. And everyone's story is different. Yeah. And one thing that I definitely have learned and really accepted is that we are all bio individuals. So my story is going to be completely different than someone else's. And yeah. my healing is going to be different. Yeah. Sure, there are some guidelines that everyone could follow to heal. But everyone is so different. So to really share my story, we yeah. have to go back <laughs> um, a little over 10 years ago. Um, I had just graduated high school and I was working, um, at a YMCA day camp. I was a camp counselor. Mm -hmm. So I was running around I've in the been summer. To, I've <laughs> gone to a YMCA <laughs> day camp. Actually. Yeah. So I was a counselor <laughs> and I was running around all day, like in the heat, sweating, and I would come home and I was absolutely exhausted. And, mm -hmm. and that didn't seem too off to me, just considering the nature of the job. Yeah. But what seemed weird and what really sparked curiosity was why am I gaining weight? This is weird that I'm running around and practically exercising in the sun all day long and I'm sweating, but I'm gaining weight. So that was weird. Yeah. And my mom, who she herself has Hashimoto's at the time, she was like, we should just get you checked out. I'm going to take you to my endocrinologist. We're going to see what this is about. And I was like, no, you know, that's for older people. Like, yeah. I don't have an issue. And really quick, what is Hashimoto's? If you can. Yeah. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease and it is the autoimmune disease that leads to hypothyroidism. Right. Okay. Yep. So my mom had that. And so she, she kind of knew what the signs were. So she took me to her endocrinologist. I went did all the testing, found what out. What does that testing look like? Blood uh, work? It was blood work. Okay. Yeah. So there's a full thyroid panel, which I can get into as well, yeah, um, yeah. of what you want to be testing for to see how your thyroid works functionally. So mm -hmm. a lot of doctors really only test like one or two things, mm. but I do have recommendations what a full thyroid panel is. Mm. Okay, good. We'll but, get into that. Yeah. So ended up being positive for Hashimoto's. Mm. So that means that my antibodies were high enough to detect that I had Hashimoto's. And the doctor just said, here's a prescription for Synthroid yeah. and you'll be on it the rest of your life. And there's really not much else you can do. Wow. And at the time, you know, like when you're in the doctor and you hear things and you kind of freeze, but then uh, you leave and you're like, yeah. wait, I have a million questions that I didn't even get to ask. Yes. I just yeah. had that experience. Yeah. So that happened to me and I went home and I was like, well, that's that seems weird. Like how could, how is there nothing else that I could really do for right. my life? Just right. take medicine? Like there's gotta be something else I can do. And what are some of the, like how does Hashimoto show up in someone? Like what are the, sure. the symptoms? So one thing that, well, so fatigue. Mm. And it, that's hard to differentiate because a lot of people say that they're fatigued and it doesn't always mean it's an autoimmune disease, but right. that's a it's really like big Maybe you indicator. have a very good reason to be fatigued. Yeah, like yeah. you're a new parent, you're a shift yeah. worker, like yeah. a major stress is going on in your life. Right. All those things can contribute. Um, tr difficulty gain, um, sorry, losing weight. So mm. you gain weight pretty easily mm -hmm. and difficulty losing it. Um, waking around the belly can be, um, specifically around there is pretty easy to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, having some food intolerances. So maybe noticing after you eat certain things, you notice things are a little off, you get bloated, mm. distantation, um, you know, d just discomfort. Yeah. Um, and then issues with your hair and skin. So my hair was falling out. And oh, my skin really? was really bad too. And again, I, I thought it was just because I'm like out sweating all day. Yeah. So those are some of the signs of it. And there's other things. Everyone's very different. Another thing at the time I didn't know because this wasn't 
part of my life, but infertility can also be an issue as well for people with Hashimoto's. Got it. Okay. So, and just thyroid in general, that can definitely affect your fertility. Mm. So, yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. I'm sure you'll get even into even more of everything that the thyroid controls. Yeah. Because it really is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a command center for the body. Um, And so this is essentially saying we have to work against the command center of our own body. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so fast forward, I go through college, taking my medicine, not really doing anything. And then towards the end of my college, are you doing so no dietary restrictions? No, no, nothing was said. No, Uh just are you active? What's that like look like? So I wasn't very active. So I played high school up and or I played soccer up until Uh I graduated high school. So I was active all throughout my life. And then in college, I kind of slowed down. So like the weight gain that I was experiencing wasn't that off because I feel like majority of people do gain some weight in college. And I was exhausted, but who isn't in college? Right. So like nothing seemed like I was that weird compared to my friends. But junior year of college, I was like, I really need to change some stuff. Mm. So I hired a personal trainer who ended up being my husband. What prompted (laughs) that thought? Like I need Um, to change something. Well, you know, in true female fashion, I had a summer trip that I wanted to lose weight for. Hey. Yeah. We've all been there. (laughs) Exactly. I can't tell how many fucking trips I've (laughs) tried to (laughs) lose weight for over my years. Yeah. (laughs) So um, my family and I, we were going to Greece. Mm. So I was like, well, I want to lose some weight. So I was going to the gym with my mom and I was like, I'll just get a personal trainer to really help fill in those gaps. Yeah. So I met Danny, my husband, and he really got, he really opened up my eyes to a lot of the training, making strategic training and progressive overload and all those things that you hear. Mm, like, uh, yes, like so, uh, he's a professional. He yes, knows what he's yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I started really increasing and improving in my exercise and that type of routine. And he helped me with nutrition, but you know, that wasn't necessarily his role either. Yeah. So, but he did give me some good guidelines. So I had a lot less processed foods that I was consuming. Mm -hmm. I was eating uh, more food just to help fuel my workouts, et cetera. So that got better, but then years go by and I'm still like having issues with this weight. Mm. And then my gut started to bother me and I wasn't sleeping as well and I wasn't recovering. Mm. So I was the classic under eater over trainer. Oh, classic. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's very common, unfortunately, but that's exactly who I was. I was over training because I had this goal that I wanted to be a power lifter and mm. I wanted to compete. And, and that, that is a serious sport. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you it's put very intense. a lot intense. of work into that. Yeah, yeah. Super intense. Yeah. And what I was trying to do simultaneously was lose weight. Well, that's not really ideal right. when you're... I don't know much about a lot of things, <laughs> Evie, but that is not... You can't do that. You can't no. be a power lifter trying no. to lose weight. No. No. Not... You can't have both. Yeah. You can do it, but one is going to suffer. Right. 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 And what, what was suffering was my health. Mm. And so... I would always be sore. So like I, when I say I wasn't recovering, I mean, I wasn't, I was sore all the time. I wasn't sleeping well. I never felt rested for the next workout. Mm. And oh, I hate that place. Yeah. That's such a bad place to be in. I mean, it's kind yeah. of like what like burnout feels like right. when it comes exactly. to your workouts. I've yeah. just, I was, I was, I would say I was like totally off the deep end there, but I was getting close to that. Yeah. They were like, this, I guess I'm not, it's not bringing me that like joyful, like endorphin rush anymore. Right. I feel tired. I'm sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally It's totally just another it. to-do list. Yeah. And, not, yeah, yeah. and you, you're, you're just, you're burning yourself into the ground. But 
I'm, I tend to be an all or nothing type of person. And so for me, I had to do the workouts that I had on my schedule because I would be a failure. I would would be the exact same. Yeah. So I was pushing myself knowing that it was something was going on in the background Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to change my workout. I didn't want to do like bodybuilding type things or I didn't want to do Pilates because I was going to be a power lifter. Right. It was in my head that I was going to do that. Yeah. 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 So you set a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So about uh, three years, two, three years ago, things got really bad with my health where I was, it was worse. Like my, I was gaining weight really, really quickly. So mm. I gained 30 pounds in three months, Wow, which is a lot of weight for someone who was still active. Right. You know, like, like I was, I didn't stop. Up. Yeah. I didn't like sit on the couch and eat like mm-hmm. donuts all day. Yeah. So that was a red flag. I still wasn't sleeping well. My mood was horrible and like irritable irritable and also you know just to be very clear i was a newlywed and i had zero libido yeah. which is really not what you want to be happening no yeah so there no was not a, at all there was a lot going on and i just knew something was off and i can't not mention that i was in a job that was extremely stressful for myself that was um that was a big turning point for my life just professionally as well and so all of those things combined i knew i had to, i I knew I had to stop because I, I had to sit down with myself and say, is this what you want your life to look like yeah. for the next 20, 30, 40 years? Right. Do you want to be in this cycle? And I knew that one of the first things I had to do was leave that job. Ugh. because And that was really hard because yeah, it was a, a great such, job. Such a tough decision. Yeah, to it was a great job. You know, like I said, I was a newlywed and it was... Things were really well on paper, Mm -hmm. but in person, I was completely suffering. And I knew that my friendships would suffer, my family life would suffer, and my marriage would ultimately suffer if I didn't change the things that I needed to. Yeah, that's heavy. So thank goodness, I ended up finding a functional nutritionist. And did you seek out where you're like, this is what I need to find? So I, I was the person who would like follow other people who were going through protocols and going through some sort of gut healing or thyroid healing. Yeah. And I would kind of pick up little things they were doing. So I would do the bone broths and I would do the turmeric and I would do this. Is that all? Yeah. And yeah. And I was like, well, I'm doing it, but that's not helping me. And then finally, like, well, if you're doing it, it must work. Exactly. If you use that skincare product, then it must (laughs) work for me. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) And I thought, well, you know, maybe I just actually need to hire someone because, you know, you don't yeah. get the full picture when people are sharing their stuff, you know. Right. So no. I hired someone and that is when everything completely changed. Mm. I mean, because like where I am right now is because I made that decision and investment Yeah. in a coach. Yeah. No, I'm all about the coaches. Man. Yeah. We can't do it all. No, and we, we can't. can't be experts in everything. Right. And we have to realize that we matter and that we are important. And that means spending money on ourselves. Yeah. Not right. just like on clothes and things like that, but what is going to help you be a better person in 10, 20, 30 years, you for have to sure. spend money on that right now. Cause yeah. you're going to pay for it either way. Do you want to pay for the money now to prevent disease or do you want to pay for it later when you're sick because you have all these medical bills? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I think it, the same can be said for, for mental health too. Yeah. Like oh therapy, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, yes, it's, uh, it, can cost money yeah but think about the, re- the return right on investment yeah there. no in your in i'm glad you actually mentioned that because i i want to mention that i have been in cognitive behavioral therapy 
alongside this actual physical nutritional journey. And I really think that having therapies set up in different areas of your life works together because I believe that everything is integrative. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the way I practice is that you're not just like isolated. You don't just have gut issues. You have gut issues because something else is going on. You don't have headaches just because you have something wrong with your head. It's all connected. Yes. And so if you can have therapies in all these different parts of your lives, that's really where you've got the dream team. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no, I know I'm I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like nodding <laughs> my head over here. I wish you guys could see. I'm like a bobblehead, but oh, there it's some harsh truths and reality. Yeah, for me to face too, yeah. hearing you because I have that same thought of like mm-hmm. I can work as hard as I'm working, and yeah, it may be a red flag for other people, but like it doesn't apply to me. Right. Yeah, I can keep going. Right. Or like why. I see other people working maybe, you know, physic- physically wise or, you know, startups or whatever. I see these other people doing these things. Why can't I do it too? Right. When really right. I have no, like, it's just another comparison game. Right. I have no idea right. what their actual life really looks like. Right. Yeah. And then I keep, and then I'm in the same boat I've been before with like pairing, comparing myself to a past version of myself. And then mm-hmm. this way, it's not really physically. It's more of like, I used to be able to do six workouts really intensely a week and I was fine. I could recover. I felt great. I wasn't in this burnout stage. Yeah. And like, here I am. What happened? Why can't I perform yeah. the way that I used to? Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about this before we started recording. You know, at that time, I didn't have the kind of job stress and responsibility that I have right now. Yeah, And I could put my focus on physical training and that's where it went. And that's what it worked for me. Yeah, But now my focus has to be on my job like that's what's taking the most energy so i have to set myself up for success to perform well there and that doesn't look like six intense workouts a week yeah that looks like meditation yeah like down like turn off my brain time yeah Yeah. so the way that i learned that was when i worked with my coach um we talked a lot about tapping into your parasympathetic nervous system so you have the central nervous system and then there's two branches off of that sympathetic and parasympathetic Mm Our society lives in the sympathetic nervous system. It's the fight or flight or freeze. You know, we are always going, 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 going because yes. we want the status of that or because we want the uh, the raise or we want you know, whatever it may be. And it's not it's not always bad. I mean, fight or flight is absolutely necessary for human survival. I mean, back in the old days, you needed fight or flight because sure. if you were out in the woods trying to get food for your family and a bear came, right. classic like, saber tooth tiger is yeah. going to eat you. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you need that. Like, yes, please turn on cortisol. Please do your job. But we now perceive emails from our bosses as bears in the woods. I get my I can feel my yeah. heart rate spike yes. with a fucking email yeah. or a text message yep. or whatever. Or traffic. I, mean, or, I literally yeah. think I have like a cortisol drip yeah, <laughs> going at all times in my yeah. body is what I yeah. feel like right now. Yeah. And so we perceive all these things that aren't really life-threatening as these giant stressors and our body's doing its job by releasing that, but mm-hmm. we don't need it all the time. And no. so what we try and do or what I try and do with clients is 
tap into that parasympathetic nervous system. So the rest and digest. So this is what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And there's seasons to push. So a lot of us, you know, we're more busy in the summer and spring because, you know, kids sports or weddings. There's more daylight. Or, yeah. And there's, and yeah, yeah. Just, you're more social. <laughs> yeah. But in the wintertime, I mean, I really do hibernate. You know, I yeah. don't do much outside of the basic necessities of what I need to do. And it's, it's hard now. And I'm learning that owning a business that I right. am having to keep pushing a little bit more than I usually do this time of year. It's all worth it. But that just means that I have to prioritize the rest even more. Yeah, that's and right. I think I'm you have to, to do a better job. Yeah. Well, and it's really hard because we we don't like to do that. We want to be go getters. And because that's I, I want to be able to do it all. Right. Exactly. Don't we all? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I went off on a tangent, but you were talking no, about fine. hiring your integrative yeah. nutritionist. Yeah. So I did that and we went, I mean, so in depth. And when I changed everything about my life, yeah. and I don't mean to say that to be intimidating or I don't mean to say that like, oh, I'm so much better because I did all these things. And it's not something that happened overnight, like you said. Yeah. It did not even happen in three months. It didn't happen in six months. Yeah. I was with this guy for 18 months. Yeah. Okay. It's like, a long time. It is a long time, mm -hmm. but thank God I did that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what state I would be in right now if I didn't do that. And, you know, I have to all honestly say, like, my husband was a huge supporter in that because mm -hmm. that is a lot of investment, not just money, but that's a lot of change. So me yeah. coming home with all these crazy ideas, so of, what, we need to do this. Yeah, so what are that. some of the things that you changed, like some um, major changes that you've implemented? So, well, I changed my workout routine and schedule. So for Danny, that was kind of hard because him being the personal trainer at the time, he was like, why are you going to not lift as much? Like, isn't that kind of what you need to be doing? Yeah. So I I didn't, I stopped lifting as much. I started doing more walking or, um, you know, elliptical stuff or just, just more relaxing type of movement. movement. Yeah. It wasn't all about like exercise. I'm going to, I need to kill myself in the gym and I have to be dripping sweat to have a good workout. It was yeah. more of like, what type of movement are you implementing outside of the gym? Because that's also super important. Yeah. So I changed my workouts. Um, I changed my nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go gluten-free right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I did eventually. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I grew up eating more of a Mediterranean diet anyways, because mm -hmm. my parents are from Greece. Yeah. And so I was familiar with that type of food and that type of cuisine. Yeah. But I'd fallen away from it and done the standard American diet. And then I got into like, when you do the lifting stuff, it's more of like the pro, like the macro counting and right. stuff. It's just about like, yeah, yeah. hitting the macro yeah. stuff. And yeah. so I really started to focus on the micronutrients mm -hmm. and like vegetables and, you know, why are you eating certain things? And really focusing on that and just the nourishment of food mm -hmm. and trying to get the benefits of that. I was also, that a big shift for you? Did that take some practice? Um, it did because I was in such a nice routine with the macro stuff. Okay. Um, so you were coming from more of like a structure already. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for some, you know, I'm just thinking people that don't really have any kind of structure in place yeah. to all of a sudden be like, yeah, well, I'm going to think about micronutrients. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's really intimidating. So when I work with my clients, if they come to me with that, where most of their diet is the standard American diet of the processed food and not cooking at home as often, then I don't jump to things like that. You have right. to meet people where they are. Yeah. And so we make those small steps that are going to help build that like routine. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to ask you to like start making fennel or yeah. anything like that. You know, <laughs> like got it, got that's it. a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Um, another thing I changed was some mindfulness stuff. So I already prayed to begin with, but mm -hmm. um, I did a lot more of that and um, journaling. So I used mm -hmm. to always journal. I just love writing. Yeah, and 
so I did a lot more journaling or brain dumping. A lot of people were like, I just don't want to, I don't have time to like journal. What is brain dumping? <laughs> I also wish you could see my face now. I feel like I need to do a brain dump like yeah. every 15 minutes. I need to do yeah. like a control alt delete, get yes. all my tasks yeah. exited, exited out. Yeah. So it, so it's actually interesting because my therapist also mentioned that like the term is also an inboxer. So I'm the type who gets things done that are on my to-do list. And then like once it's done, I kind of check it off and then I'm ready to move on to the next stuff. Yes, that's so the, I'm too. Yeah, so the brain dump is I just open up my journal or, or write on a notebook pad, whatever I have in front of me and whatever is circulating in this brain of mine, I just write it down. Because so not I'll, only like to-dos, but no, just anything. Like, yeah, like I will be laying in bed and I will think of the stupidest things like, oh, I need to do this or that. Or I really like that one person, like what I heard on their podcast. So it's just all these things. And it's just this carousel of thoughts in my head. And so if I write them yes. down, I'm able to just get it out and then it's done, you know? So it's just getting it out of your head onto paper so that you can move on. Yeah. I do that with like to-do lists. Yeah. Like I have a running one at all times. Yeah. And th things will pop up like when I'm brushing my teeth or yeah, like, exactly. when I'm driving, something like yeah. that. Um. And I know I just like need to get it down so it's out of my head one so I don't forget it and two yeah. because like I just I, I, like I've been meaning to make this one appointment yeah and it's just been on the list <laughs> yes. and I'm like yeah I fucking can't think about this appointment one more time yeah it's like a it's like a like a blister in yes. my brain yeah <laughs> like keeps rubbing yeah but for whatever reason just couldn't fucking make the appointment yeah yeah I made it it's fine yeah but. Anyways, okay, I'm gonna okay, but instead of just tasks, it's like any just anything. anything. Yeah, it could be like this could be like helpful. I even write like had a really good day or tried a new recipe or things that are also good too that yeah. I'm happy about or right. I might like say something like text whatever tomorrow mm. just little things that I'm certain I would remember the next day, but since it's on my mind, I want to get it off. And I am so, not certain I would remember it because I have so <laughs> yeah, much of it. Well, yeah, that might be something you could try. I'm going to try yeah. that. I journal as well. It's a habit I picked up during my nice. Sober October month. Nice. I yeah. journaled like every day yeah. of that month because I knew I wanted to recap the experience on the podcast. So it was That's like awesome. I had this motivator, yes. this external motivator. Uh, I don't do it every day now. It's probably like every other day but yeah. if it's a day that was either really good or really bad i'm like you got to put this down yeah like i got to just yeah. get it out either way yeah but i i'm i want to be able to kind of go back at the end of each month mm -hmm. and in just an exercise for me because like i feel like we can have in our minds like oh like that was a really shitty week yeah but really like there was maybe a couple shitty things that happened yep. and there were other really great things yeah but like you're just focusing on those like two shitty things you're like right bad week or you right. know what was that month or right something like yeah that. and in reality it's just like a moment that was really bad or stressful yes. or right. like i used to say all the time like i'm having such a bad day and it's like is it really a bad day or is it just a bad five minutes that yes. you're going through right now yes like changing your perspective is everything especially when it comes to healing mm -hmm. and this type of stuff because the stress management like kind of going back to yeah, what i did yeah. was like stress management is always going to be the number one thing that we do so i don't care if you're eating like the all the kale all the broccoli if you don't have your head on straight and you don't have your stress management down there's no way you're going to heal completely yeah. and i don't say that to be like a pessimist yeah. i'm just i want people to understand that it's we so have important and i want that to be empowering in a way yeah. that we do have the ability right. to it's get better it's like truly something that we have a hundred percent yes control over. absolutely and there are so many 
healers and helpers out there available to you. Yeah. And so I just want people to realize that we are in control. It's just we don't perceive that we are because we we're so inundated with the stress that we have from work, family, mm -hmm. yeah. friends, social life. It's I mean it just it can get completely overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you did the nutrition stuff but yeah. also stress management yeah, stress anything management. else that was um one thing i did not right away because again this is a law this is a right. lot of we're, stuff we're talking yeah. about a lot, these are yeah. a lot of big changes to make yeah absolutely um um just recently i started doing more i've gotten really into like toxicity stuff and looking at so the question isn't like if i'm toxic toxic it's more of how toxic am i because oh god yeah i <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine my husband like me coming home like we need to we, do this we're test. We're taking yeah. all of this cleaning yeah. supplies yeah. out. We're getting rid of all yeah. of our candles. Yeah. Like, I'm like, we gotta do this. No more candles, none of this. Like all essential oils. Abby, you no. can't tell me I can't burn candles. I use soy. I'm not saying that's I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> no, I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying well, I love candles well, so much. And I do too. And there are definitely safer options out there. Yeah. My my job. Well, let's talk about it. Let's get yeah. into it right what now. What so. I want people to understand is that I am an educator. Mm -hmm. I just want to share that information and what you do with it is your choice. Absolutely. If you want my help on how to implement these things, I am there for you. I'm your girl. Yeah. I will help you. Yeah. I just want you to know because we aren't told these things. Mm -hmm. And and I think you, you didn't really get into too much with, you know, dealing with the doctors. That there yeah. was so much that you felt, right, that you just... Yeah. wasn't told to you or that you had to yeah. go work on your own and right. i feel like people with autoimmune that's such a common yeah you know song that they're singing together yeah. is that like no one really knows what's going right. on like right. how do we figure this out and it's not that doctors are bad or that yeah. they don't care it's just they're trained to treat symptoms yeah. and so they are treating symptoms by prescribing the medication but that's where i come in and other integrative holistic mm -hmm. whole-minded people they they come in when you're like, this isn't right. Yeah. I need more than just the medication. Yeah, right. And it's, yeah, you're even not saying don't take the medication. Not it's right. Just, it's just a right. one one small piece of the puzzle. Right. Well, because I did. I stopped taking my thyroid medication when I first started all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And my TSH, which is like a really big important marker for yeah. your thyroid, it shot up to 200, which if like you know anything about TSH, people said like I should have been in a coma. Wow. Yeah. And it was weird because I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, like, is it really 200? That's really weird because I'm not feeling that way. Wow. But so it took me a long time to get it back down. So I ended up having to go on medication. And this mm -hmm. is something that I've talked about too. And this was a change that I've made is, so I was on Synthroid at first and people who have thyroid disease, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I was on Synthroid for a while and then I was on Levothyroxine, two different medications. Mm -hmm. Um, and my lab work looked great, but I still wasn't feeling well. You felt like shit. Yeah. yeah. And so I teamed up with a pharmacist who she has a pharmacy with a department of compounding medication. So, and she notified me that, hey, I just want to let you know that levothyroxine has gluten in it and food dyes. And mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like the gluten, <laughs> like the gluten that is really not good for people with autoimmune disease is in the medication. I'm supposed to be taking for said autoimmune disease wow. and food dyes, which we know is not good. Like we still consume them, but like we know that that's probably not a good thing. Right. And she's like, yeah, I was like, so what are my options? Yeah. <laughs> and she told me about compounding medication, which is having the medication made, but without the fillers. So mm. this is really good for people who either are allergic to a lot of fillers that are used in traditional medicine 
or people like me who just choose not to have that. So my medication is just the T3, T4, which is what I need for my thyroid mm-hmm. in the dosage um, that I need for it. Yeah. And it's in like a vegetable capsule or something like that. Okay. So there's no gluten, there's no dyes, no food starch, nothing like that. And why is gluten not good for people with, is yeah. it Hashimoto's or all autoimmune disease? Um, all saying all autoimmune diseases is a blanket statement, but it really is. I yeah. mean, and I have people who have Hashimoto's who are not gluten free and they say, I don't really think that I need to be. And you know, that's up to them. Right. I wasn't for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed both on paper through lab results and my own functioning body that I do much better without gluten. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard at first because oh gluten-free, yeah. well, and gluten-free is like such a trendy thing, or at least it was in the beginning. Yes. And so people looked at me like, you're just doing it because it's a trend. And yeah. you know, not to lie, like I absolutely was in the beginning before yeah. I realized the <laughs> like, importance of it. Yeah. For but, you specifically. Right, yeah. Right. But then I was like, wait a second, this is actually, that was almost like the last piece of the nutrition puzzle for me. Oh, interesting. So I eliminated gluten. And the reason for that is because... So gluten actually gets the bad press, but wheat is comprised of two things, gluten, uh, glutenine and um, gliadin. Mm. And the gliadin is actually the problem because the, so gliadin, when it enters the body, it's not digested by majority of people. So think people with autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. So these proteins go in and they signal the zonulin response zonulin is a protein in the body that is it's like the um, intestine it's like the guard of the intestinal mm. lining so okay. if you think of it like a drawbridge yeah i'm doing it with my hands yeah. no, no, I got it. <laughs> so you've got your drawbridge and zonulin gets activated by gliadin and so it opens it up and now your intestinal lining which is already super thin uh, is exposed, is exposed. Yeah. and so now all these giant proteins are entering into your bloodstream And our body is like, hold on, wait, who are these people? Like, we did not invite them here. Right. So what our immune system does and what's designed to do. So it's it's not like our immune system is being bad. No. But it's doing its job by releasing antibodies. The issue becomes that our thyroid has enzymes in it that look identical to gliadin. Mm. So the antibodies don't know which is which so they just start quote unquote attacking Mm. so that's why the thyroid is really susceptible when you consume gluten Mm, okay because your body your antibodies are attacking what they think is the invader right but it can actually also attack your thyroid because they look the exact same and when your thyroid is attacked it shows up like fatigue yeah weight gain fatigue yeah because yeah. that's what leaky gut syndrome is so mm. you've probably heard leaky gut in a I lot of, yeah yeah so in t- intestinal permeability is also leaky gut and that's when your gut lining is open and exposed so all these things that aren't digested and aren't supposed to be in the bloodstream have yeah. entered the bloodstream right and yeah that can look like chronic fatigue that can look like um gut issues obviously mm-hmm. um it could look like illness. I mean, yeah. Th- and this is different than celiac. So, you know, celiac yes. is a whole other yep. animal. Yep. Like I'm talking about specifically um, for, you know, autoimmune Hashimoto's in yeah. particular. Yeah. Yeah. So, Got it. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about the candles. Yeah. <laughs> and the beauty product. Yes. So, yeah. This was like kind of, you're, you're yeah. adding now these like puzzle. I know. These like puzzle blocks. I don't know. I know. Blo- puzzle blocks is the right word, but like adding these blocks onto your health where it was like, okay, we started here. Yes. Then we got here. Yeah. And, like, 
it's almost like and one of my favorite sayings and like what I what I have on my website is if you know better you do better because like as soon as you start knowing these things it's, it's hard it sparks to, curiosity though yes. you're like hmm, yeah what, like and what can i do hard to be then like be ignorant of it yeah like right. i wish i would have never heard this podcast about how important sleep is yeah because yeah mm-hmm. now i know that it's like the one yeah. of the one of the most important yeah. things we can do yeah. as humans is yeah. to get the right amount of sleep yeah it, so you're right I That's, don't, yeah i'm like i fucking know better yeah <laughs> yeah i'm still staying out till 2 a.m yeah I, can, I know that and that's one of the things i didn't mention that i did was the sleep hygiene i mean yeah. it had to change and so yeah that was really hard too but you know and it's still I, it ebbs and flows i go through phases where i do really well with it and then mm-hmm. i do phases where i'm like only getting like six or seven hours and to me that's not enough i know i probably sound like a baby no but <laughs> i'm the same way yeah i i'm like i would love a solid eight yeah i i shoot for seven to nine preferably eight to nine i could do nine yeah oh i definitely <laughs> could yeah the other day the day after thanksgiving i slept for 11 hours oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it was yeah so well your amazing. body was clearly communicating like <laughs> yes. give me sleep yes clearly i also just ate a lot too so you're like yeah. in a food coma right but. exactly mm-hmm. um okay so the beauty stuff this just came about not too long ago but yeah. the more i started looking into it because i thought what are some other things that i haven't done yet that could only improve my health yeah. right because that's my goal is how can i just improve my health right um I started looking into this stuff and realized that a lot of the ingredients used in beauty products, cleaning products, um, candles, you know, all those mm-hmm. things, those are called endocrine disrupting chemicals. Mm-hmm. So they disrupt your endocrine system. And they, so I'm talking about things like parabens, sulfates, phthalates, right. fragrances. These are, these are things I see yeah. on certain yeah. products that are like yeah. free of yeah. these things. Which yeah. Okay, good. I don't know why I'm happy about that, but I am. Yeah. A lot of things will say like paraben-free or sulfate-free, which is great. And it is definitely a step in the right direction. But where we still fall short is not, one, not knowing what to look for. And two, yeah. And two, not knowing like what those ingredients look like in products and also um, not knowing why we want to avoid them. Right. So again, they're endocrine disrupting chemicals. So they yeah, can affect your thyroid. Mm. Um, they can affect your fertility. Like I was reading a study on it a couple weeks ago and they found that in like men's urine, they found like this elevated level of some enzyme. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was basically like their fertility had dropped just like base. They did the study of people who used like a traditional soap versus one that was like you know clean or whatever Uh and they noticed these differences in their um testosterone levels so i just thought that was really interesting yeah and especially for women you know we like we get up in the morning we wash our face we do our so much shit on my body yeah i mean your skin's absorbing all of it who knows yeah yeah oh yeah you know i mean it's and it's throughout the day too we might do something different from morning to night or in the shampoo we're using and the perfumes we're using and you know, I was realizing like I'm spraying this perfume right on my neck, right on my thyroid. Yeah. Like this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, or it cannot, it could not yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. like this yeah. is probably not helping. So what do we need to look out for? Um, like I said, parabens, parabens. phthalates, yes. okay. sulfates. sulfates. <clears throat> and um, tricky little one is fragrance. 
I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason fragrance can be... And it, it will literally say just fragrance. Yeah. And th- that's why it's confusing because fragrance is an umbrella term. So you don't necessarily know exactly what's in that mm-hmm. because they don't have to list it because they it's like for confidentiality, like they can keep their, oh, in, right. their formula secret. Yes. Okay. So they won't list what exactly it is. And so that's where it gets tricky. And again, this is stuff like... If you're just starting out, I don't recommend looking in. Right. Like, this is don't too stress much. yourself yeah. out. No. Like I'm hearing I'm like a little bit stressed yeah. about it. And no. I'm like, it's okay. I, yeah. I think that this is super important yeah. to talk about. And yeah. I want to know. And I yeah. want to like get my ears percolating yes. right now where yeah. like there will be a time in my life where I can like really think about this yeah. and I'll be ready for it. Yeah. At that point. And, and I <laughs> but just, I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I want to plant the seed now. So like even yep. if you don't do anything with it, at least, yep. you know, and you can just kind of keep it in your back pocket. Like you said, education. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, when the time comes, whether you feel called to it or you have some medical thing going on or a friend is really into it. Yeah. You have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. So. It's 2020 people. Right. (laughs) We got to know these things. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the information's out there and I just want people, it's more of like informed consent. You Mm -hmm. know, like I Mm -hmm. want people to know what they're getting themselves into and I want people to know what's available. And I certainly don't know everything and I will never say that I know everything. Yeah. But I feel like I know enough to at least plant the seed for people and guide them in the right direction. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, one thing that, if you are interested in that stuff, there's these two really great apps that mm. I personally use. One is the EWG, so Environmental Working Group. Um, they have a website where, with a ton of information, but they also have an app that you can just scan products while you're in the store. Really? And it'll give it a rating. Okay, cool. That's yeah. great. That seems yeah. very manageable to exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, because you're, like, you're sitting there reading these ingredients that no one knows how to pronounce anyways. No. And yeah. you're like, I don't know if this is good or bad. And so having that E-W-G. is really helpful. Yeah, EWG. Okay. Or you can do the app called Think Dirty. Okay. It's the same thing. EWG has a bigger database. Okay. But there are some things that aren't on EWG that are on Think Dirty. Mm-hmm. So I, I use both. I yeah. have both and I'll be like in Target scanning stuff. Yeah. And what are you, are you scanning like lotion? Are yeah. you scanning um, candles? Can you scan candles? Um, most or candles just, aren't on there. Okay. There is, there's a brand actually that um, I've seen like, you know, with Black Friday deals and stuff that yeah. just happened. I think it's called Wellness Candles. They are like quote unquote safe and okay. clean. So what do we need to look at for candles? This is the big candles, I need to know. Yeah, candles are the same thing. So they emit, um, well, one, the fragrance, you know, unless it's like an essential yeah. oil, it's, you know, the right. fragrance can be an issue for people. Um, and also, like you said, the like soy. Like lime pie favorite <laughs> candle. Like, you don't think yeah. that's, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you're not like. My creme brulee candle. <laughs> right above it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really important and then also like the um like beeswax is really good yeah that's a good option beeswax candle yeah um and then 100 percent soy preferably organic non-gmo okay so okay i think i'm like pretty good with the candles my husband is actually a huge was a huge stickler about that really oh yeah he's kind of he's just like into stuff like that okay and i was like "Ah, i don't want to pay $10 $10 yep, when there's this great Kroger one that smells delicious for four ninety nine. I like, know. I just want a fucking candle. I know. <laughs> I know. Right yeah. Direction. So, and that's, so like I still like, and here's another thing that I want people to understand. Like this is not something that I've done like 
I don't have 100% clean stuff, right? Like I'm not going to go and throw out. Does. I'm not going to go out and throw out this freshly opened bottle of, I don't know, mascara. Yeah. Because I know that what like there's talc in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. going to finish that thing because yeah. I paid for it. Right. right and, but right. when I replenish, I make yeah. better choices. Yes, yes. And I think that's a way to start. Mm-hmm. I think that throwing away everything and starting fresh is not only really expensive, but it's just it's going to be really overwhelming. So yeah. just start small. When you run out of something, look into safer options. Download those apps. Yeah. Scan your products. Go on to EWG um, Environmental Working Group. And you can just type certain, like you can type mascara and mm-hmm. it'll bring up recommended brands. So oh, you can just cool. shop from there too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. So just little by little. And like cleaning supplies, I yeah. imagine. Is cleaning like- supplies. Yeah. I'm actually in the process of that. So I jumped on the bandwagon of Branch Basics. I don't know if you've seen this going around. I haven't. Yeah. They're, it's a really cool company, actually. Mm-hmm. I love their story. Um, and you buy, I bought the kit. Mm-hmm. And they have like things for laundry. They have things for cleaning. They send you bottles with concentrate and they tell you like how far up to fill up the concentrate and then you fill the rest with water. Okay. So um, that's what I'm doing for cleaning. Uh-huh. And it's still hard though, because I have the urge to like want to bleach some things, you know, I'm just like, ah, it's so dirty. Yeah. I just want to like yeah. Clorox everything. Yes. But, you know, and that's where I'm continually trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then another big thing that we just did was buy a Berkey water filter. So I have a water filter, but I don't know what kind. Yeah. What's a Berkey water so filter? So Berkey is a big um, like stainless steel. I think it's stainless steel. Um, one that sits on your counter and it's like, it's amazing. It It's like really good water too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like, smart water the other day, yeah. like a bottle of it. Yeah. And I don't ever buy bottled water. I yeah. always have a water bottle that I yeah. carry with me, but. I don't what I don't whatever the situation was I had to buy water yeah it was so good yeah I know don't you open it some was bottles? delicious yeah and you're like, like this is it refreshing like so fresh I'm like, yes well first what kind of water am I drinking where it like, right. <laughs> doesn't right. taste anything like right. that right or I don't know what they're putting in the water yeah but. well and the issue with water is that I mean sure it's safe by certain people's standards but like yeah. my standards don't have to necessarily match up with theirs yeah. so what does this water filter do um it can clean out literally everything oh, like wow. my husband knows more about it than i do because he's more of like the water like into that stuff mm-hmm. so he looked more into that and i had heard great things about the berkey and so we just kind of settled on that yeah but um it's giant it has two filters in the top and again i cannot list all the things that it does yeah but you do have to get an additional filter for fluoride because it doesn't come standard unfortunately mm-hmm. but we did buy the fluoride filter as well because um we don't want any of that in our water yeah so i've heard a lot of stuff about fluoride yeah well, yeah well, can you do a quick why, well, why is it not good well there's a my dentist disagrees with me so, We've gotten right. to, yeah, yeah yeah i mean dentist i mean they say well me. it's natural it's on the you know table of elements sure but we know that it can cause damage to people um, in terms of toxicity levels. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, I've never had mine tested, but that's kind of like on my next to-do list. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm do piece by piece. <laughs> right. I'm very interested that's to see next, what those levels are. The next yeah. yeah. And you know, you find it in your toothpaste. So we switched to toothpaste that does not have fluoride so in it. I switched to toothpaste that okay. doesn't have fluoride. And my dentist was like, don't do this. Go yeah, back. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's where I, that's where I'm like, no, I want to know why. Like I'm, yeah, that's why? where I get well, curious. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's one of the best things that we can be is curious. And there's actually some functional, um, like 
I don't say naturopathic, but functional natural dentists that I follow on Instagram. And so looking at a lot of that information and it's actually amazing how the mouth like plays itself. Yeah. And just plays an impact on overall health. Like depending on what type of um, like what type of things you had as a kid like if you had a root canal if you had a uh, metal filling like whatever it is like that all can um manifest into other problems as an adult i don't know a lot of details on it i'm just now getting into that we'll go down a rabbit hole but yeah i know that's what i'm saying when you start looking things up you're like oh my gosh this is fascinating right (laughs) but also terrifying yeah because then it's like then it feels like there's so much to learn yeah how do i keep it straight what what kind of water am i drinking what's in my fucking blush you know right but be a lot but again i want to hear yeah well and again like this isn't like i don't i don't live in paranoia like i don't live in like oh my gosh the world is out to get me like i need to like live in this bubble i don't live like that i just want to live informed Mm -hmm. so that i can make decisions when i have the choice to yeah and that's what i want other people to do is okay now that i know this information what do i do with it yeah and like i said little by little you can make these changes don't go out and do all these crazy things at once you're i mean yeah and if you really look at everything yeah everything is going to scare you and everything (laughs) is going to seem like it's the end of the world so just do what you can when you can and that's a good start yeah that's good advice i really want to talk about hormones yes and hormonal birth control and birth control (laughs) yes you knew exactly where i was going yes um so how does or what role does hormones play in all of this like in the healing that you've gone through sure so i checked my hormones um, multiple times throughout that Uh period of time and i still do like i get for my thyroid disease i get my lab work done every three months Mm -hmm. and that is a full thyroid panel and that is also hormones so i Mm -hmm. look at estrogen testosterone um, progesterone um you know cortisol you name it right Mm -hmm. like i look at all those things and and that plays a role because i mean it just it affects everything 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 i mean your thyroid and hormones play together um you know cortisol is a stress hormone so that's super important um cravings can be a direct correlation to the the status of your hormones Mm. so i mean everything it shows up in your skin yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, your skin so and that's something that i really learned when i got off of the pill Mm -hmm. because i had been on the pill for probably 10 years um right which is very common yeah it's very common i was prescribed it because i was having heavy periods they were painful Mm -hmm. all these things that most girls go on it for um you know when they're younger because it's it's just this band-aid that we put on but right and i'm not against hormonal birth control Mm -hmm. i just again i'm for informed consent and i want you to know what you're getting yourself into and i want you to know what it could do later on in life yeah so Hormonal birth control, interestingly enough, was introduced in the 1950s Mm -hmm. and it was um, marketed as to treat female disorders because contraceptives were illegal at the time. So they Mm. couldn't say that this is like birth control. Yes. This is just medicine to help treat female disorders like painful periods, you know, long periods, whatever it was. Yeah. So... As in looking as in your period is a disorder. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like what you're doing as a woman is yeah. not good. Yeah, we right, want to exactly. stop it. <laughs> yep. yep. So <clears throat> most pills are like a combination pill where it has progestin and estrogen. Mm-hmm. Progestin is not naturally found in the body. It's progesterone. Mm. So you're already having something. Th- these are synthetic hormones. Mm-hmm. And so the 
function in the body of hormonal birth control is to shut down your hormones Mm -hmm. because you want to shut down ovulation to prevent pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not not everyone goes on it for that reason, but functionally in the body, that's what it's happening. Yes, that's what its purpose is, is to shut down ovulation and shut down your hormones. Yeah. So my question then becomes, if something shuts down your hormones and shuts down your ovulation, how could this possibly fix your hormones? Like what most people are told it will do. Right. You know, they're like, oh, well, it'll regulate your periods. Or better yet, you might not have a period. Yeah, right. Well, well yeah. I mean, regulating, I can see because well, you know based on like what pill you're taking, when it's yeah, going to come. But, but that's not even a real period. Yeah. That's a pill bleed. Mm. the only reason and that's why so back to when it was introduced they they just landed on a 28 day cycle because that seemed pretty typical for most people Mm. and you don't actually need to bleed when you're on hormonal birth control they just do it because it is good to every like so often but you don't medically need to it's a pharmaceutical induced bleed i had no idea yeah you're i mean you're not ovulating so you're not bleeding it's not your actual uterine lining shedding (laughs) we probably lost all the male listeners this is nothing (laughs) this is nothing they're used to way worse than this but yeah Um, you don't ovulate so that's not you actually having a period it's just a pill bleed well, how did I never know this? I'm because we're not years told. Old. We're not told that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're just shutting down ovulation for however long you're on the pill. Yeah. Exactly. But but like doctors will say, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there could be no, there's yeah. no side effects or whatever it is. is I that- mean, and that's that can be what they say. I yeah. mean, I don't agree <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know because here's it sounds the thing. to me if you're shutting something down in your body for that long of a time, like that can't be good. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if we really want, and that's where like holistic medicine and integrative medicine, this is where it comes in is we treat the root or we look at the root cause. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just treat the symptom of you're having really bad periods. So let's just put a bandaid on it and get the pill. Mm-hmm. We want to look at, well, why are you doing that? Why do you yeah. have really bad periods? Are your hormones imbalanced? Do you have PCOS? Like, is your food affecting it? Like what's going on? Right. Because I guess then if we're thinking you've been on, I mean- I guess it's like two different sets of people, right? That are going on birth control because they want to prevent pregnancy or they're going on birth control to like fix their period. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I like. I was yeah. told I had PCOS and What's PCOS? polycystic ovarian syndrome. What is that? So because when you ovulate, right, mm-hmm. you can get like those benign yeah, so, like oh, cysts, right? So, and they like go away yeah. after you're done. So interestingly enough, the cysts that they pick up on an ultrasound are actually follicles. Yes. yes yeah. I learned that because I yeah. just had to have an ultrasound. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yes. So at any point during a woman's cycle, I'm not saying cycle like period. I mean like cycle like 28, 32, whatever your cycle is. Yeah. You will have different size and different amounts of follicles. Mm-hmm. And so if they look at you on a day where your follicles haven't matured ovulation or whatever you might have a bunch or they might be really big or one might have taken over and that could be like a sign of pcos Mm. but diagnosing pcos with just an ultrasound is not fair because it doesn't see the full picture right no yeah i just i just went for an ultrasound and i was like just at was just ovulating yeah and my doctor's like oh yeah there's some cysts but it's they're very normal size it's probably nothing if you want come back in six to eight weeks another ultrasound they'll probably be gone yeah so yeah. I was like, okay, that's good to know. That's yeah. how I even knew about this. Right. Like, that happened to me. So right. I looked into it more. Right. But I wouldn't have no right. idea. And like other signs of PCOS are um, 
like weight gain around the belly, like I'd mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, also infertility. Mm-hmm. That's a big indicator for a lot of people. Um, you look at your um, androgens, your um, sex hormones, you mm-hmm. look at those. And then also like another physical sign is like dark hair around your chin or like your jawline oh, or um, okay. like I think inner part of your thigh too. Oh. So yeah, there's other things that you can look at. So an ultrasound is not the full picture. Yeah. So, and by the way, you can be asymptomatic with PCOS. Like I was told I had PCOS all these years and like I haven't. And that's why you had to go on birth control. Yeah, yeah. That's what they said would fix it. Right. So when I, with all this healing that happened in the, in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I realized like, all right, maybe this is another big piece of the puzzle. And I was looking at birth control and I was looking at what could this really be doing for my body and how does this affect it? And mm-hmm. I realized that it affects your thyroid. It affects your gut. It affects your libido. It affects your mood. All these things I was having problems with. I'm like, well, let me just stop taking this. Yeah. And I know that's a really hard decision for a lot of people. And it was for me too. Yeah. But I'm going through this right, yeah, right now. Like yeah. And about, I yeah. think you know, and I have to give credit, like my husband was really supportive of it because I think guys don't really get it. They're just like, well, why do you have to stop taking that? Like just it's working. Right. But so talking to people and really having them understand what the purpose of it is and trying to make sure that you also know why you want to get off it. Mm -hmm. So again, I just, I didn't want my hormones suppressed. I wanted my hormones to work properly and I wanted them work to work optimally. Yeah. I know that I just know how important you know, the role of hormones play in yeah. your overall yeah. health and mood and yeah. everything. And that's why, you know, when I learned I can't be on Paragard, the non-hormone IUD yeah. anymore, mm-hmm. that I was like, well, fuck, that means I have to take h- hormones like yeah. in some form. You know, I can get another yeah. IUD and, you know, the, and I expressed this concern to my doctor. Yeah. And I was like, I really don't want to be on hormones. Yeah. She's like, well, that's really localized. Like it'll be, it's very small amount. Like yeah. it's just thinning out your utero lining yeah you probably won't have a period at all i'm like uh, yeah i want to have a period well i wanted to just be the way my body's supposed to be exactly exactly and that's and what i'm telling you is that it is so empowering when you start to learn how your body functions like when i got my first real period after all these years of being on the pill i felt like wonder woman yeah i was like look at my body go like doing its thing i haven't been on hormones since 2015 yeah so i'm like i can't now right like right go back it's scary yeah and it's and like i said the more you know it's like well shoot i don't want to do that yeah and i just got to the point where i was like i want to see like i trust that my body will do the right thing it just because the body will heal if it's given a chance mm-hmm. and i just i'm like i need to give it that chance yeah so i got off the pill and the first thing i noticed is that my anxiety completely went away like I'm telling you, like I wish I had my like, anxiety to blame on that. <laughs> my, like my husband was like, "Are you okay? Like you're not freaking out about things you normally do." <laughs> like it was like almost opposite, and I'm yeah. like, "I know. I feel like kind of chill. This is weird." And you know, I had and there's definitely a period of time where people can experience some like post pill effects. So mm-hmm. about six months after, my skin started acting all weird. You know, I've heard that so like skin, yeah. It's not, not everyone experiences that, but some people do. And I just, I rode that wave because I knew it was worth it. Yeah. And I've just seen month to month to month for almost two years now, what my body is capable of. Yeah. And it, it really is empowering. Yeah. And it's really nice to know that you can learn to work with your body yeah. and you don't have to work against it. I know that it plays into a huge like, yeah. overall 
goal of mine to like feel the feelings I want to feel. Yeah. Like, listen and like to what knowing, my body's trying to tell me. Right. And and like we kind of talked about other um, methods of birth control. Yeah. So we, so there's different, different things. Like obviously there's barrier methods, withdrawal, things like that. Yeah. Condoms um, and yeah. pulling out. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. we know like those, like pulling out those are risky. Effective, yeah. Right? Those are risky. And, and condoms, how effective are condoms? If we were, um, are they like 90% effective? You know, what's funny is I feel like my doctor tells me a different number each time. And I'm like, I'm not in middle school. Like you don't have to scare me into these things. Like Just, I'm I a mean, married woman. Like, if it's <laughs> like, on properly and like right. doesn't fall out and there's no holes and like, right. Right. Holes right. in I know. Well, <laughs> and the other thing that I want to point out is the fact that women are only fertile six days out of the month of your cycle. Like we're not fertile every day. Like you cannot get pregnant any any day you want. Right. I know. Men, however, are the fertile ones who yeah. are fertile every single day. Right. So if you learn to track your cycle, mm-hmm. you. And that's what you do. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. And it, it took me a while because like I said, I was kind of all over the place at first. I, I know when I'm fertile and I know when I'm not. Yeah. And then we make decisions based on that. Right. And a lot of people are like, well, that's too much work. Well, it doesn't have to be. It yeah. depends how you look at it. Like I, yeah. like I said, perspective. Yeah. Do you want to just shut everything down and go on autopilot? Or do you want to actually know why your body's feeling this way? Like, I for example. I absolutely want to fucking shut everything down and go on autopilot. <laughs> Stop I, it. I, but I know that that's <laughs> not the right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but my right. brain would for sure be like, yes, right. everyone, just right. you do everything yeah, Like the me. convenience <laughs> of it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, and what I love, though, is that I can see like where I'm at in my cycle and that really like if I'm feeling really super irritable I'm mm-hmm. like well that kind of makes sense depending on where I'm at you yeah. know so it's like putting these clues together yeah so what I personally do is I track my basal body temperature which is your morning waking temperature so okay. before you sit up before you get up you take your temperature there are some fancy thermometers out there that I've heard great things about mm-hmm. I don't have one of those. Just I'm a regular. Yeah, I'm not saying like I'm yeah. against it. I just yeah. haven't made that investment because yeah. the one I have works What's, fine. W- like what? Are the, what are the d- different claims? Um, of what the different thermometers? Yeah, like, yeah the expensive ones. What um, do they say they do that? Oh well, they do like they will check your basal body temperature. They'll check te- uh, check some of them will do like there's bracelets that check your um, blood pressure, uh, your heart rate, things like that because those all fluctuate throughout your cycle too. Yeah. So okay. it's amazing because you you're just getting all this data. Is doing, yes. It's like absolutely it's amazing. Yes. I'm like, this is crazy. Like I want to know this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I check my basal body temperature every morning and I have an app that I put it in and I can see the trends of my temperature throughout the month. Yep, so you, you have, um, yeah. So I know it's amazing. Yeah. So you have your um, follicular phase of your period of your cycle, which is the first day of your bleed. So first day of your period, um, until ovulation. So that looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use 28 day cycle just because that's what we've always yeah. talked about. Yeah. I'm not 28 days. Mm. I don't know a lot of people who are. What are, um, who are how many days are you? Um, see, and that's where I kind of fluctuate too. Oh, I yeah. can go anywhere from 29 to 31. Mm. So, and I can always kind of tell when it's going to be longer and I can always look back like, well, I was kind of stressed. Like that could, you know, that plays a role too. Um, so yeah, so for, you know, just easy sake, 28 day cycle, you have your follicular phase, which is the first half, which is your day one of your period until you ovulate, Mm -hmm. you become fertile five days before ovulation. So, and then you're fertile through, you're fertile 
so you're fertile five days before ovulation and then for about 24 hours after you ovulate is like when they say to also be careful but after you ovulate i mean chances of you getting pregnant are essentially yeah Yeah. like you cannot like you've already ovulated unless you you ovulate twice right like it's gone is the release of the egg in there right to be fertilized yeah to either be fertilized or to shed as your next period right yeah and I also learned this recently that sperm can stay alive inside of you for like three to five days. It's five. Yeah. Five days. That's and that's where it gets. And that's why I'm like, it actually can be really hard to get pregnant. If you think about it like that, you're like, okay, you got to line up these days properly. Yeah. So you're fertile six days. So you've got your five days before. And then they say just like that buffer, be careful for like a day after you ovulate. Okay. Um, so what happens is your temperature, so the follicular phase, you've got your estrogen that's kind of taking over. It's like estrogen's a little higher. It rises as you get to ovulation. That's mm-hmm. when you like your libido's getting higher. That's mm-hmm. when you're like more in the mood. You've got all My those things. get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's estrogen. estrogen. Yeah. yeah. So, and then once you ovulate, your temperature spikes. Like, so to give you a frame of reference i like let's say my temperature was like 97.73 average in my follicular phase well when it spikes it'll go to like 98.6 or 98.8 or Mm -hmm, something like that mm -hmm. everybody is different in what their temperatures look like some people have lower temperatures some people have higher it just depends right but the temperature spikes which indicates ovulation which indicates okay like quote unquote the safe zone if you're trying to prevent pregnancy Mm -hmm. And that then you enter your luteal phase. And that is where progesterone takes over the calming hormone. Mm. And I love progesterone because it's calming. You sleep better. I need this. One thing. Yeah. One thing. (laughs) Should I take shots of it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And progesterone um, is also really important, you know, just down the line for wanting to get pregnant too, because that can help get you pregnant and keep a pregnancy. Mm. But yeah, and progesterone is more the calming, warm hormone. So your temperatures stay up and high from that spike for about 10 to 12 days is the luteal phase. Um, If it's shorter or longer, then you know that there's some sort of hormonal thing at play Mm. and you can look into that. Yeah. And then like the nice thing about this though is when my temperature drops back down after those higher temperatures, I know that day I'm going to start. Like mm-hmm. there's no surprise. Like I just know because I'm like my temperature's back down. That means that I'm back to day one. Yeah. So that's why I love it is because it, it does sound so empowering. It is you're like very, in, you're so in tune with your yeah. body. Well, and there's moments. So like I would have really, really bad PMS of like migraines at my period, uh, really bad bloating. Like my boobs would hurt, like you said. Yeah. And I realized that if I can know the signs and symptoms and really work to help my hormones through different uh, foods and nutrition and lifestyle mm-hmm. things, then I'm going to be able to really help these symptoms and not have such bad PMS. And another thing that actually my clients started to realize who start to do seed cycling mm-hmm. is, or I'm sorry, who start to, I know about seed yeah. cycling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there I, you go. I, I got into it a little bit. Yeah. But then I kind of fell off. Yeah. But it can be hard. But yeah, that that is hard. Yeah. That is like the next step. Yeah. Like we're talking about steps here, working up to different levels, like a video game of your health. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like almost to like (laughs) fucking, what is it? Like, what's the guy in Mario? The the guy's castle? Oh, um. Why do I want to say like Balthazar? But that's not (laughs) it. I don't know. Whatever. You know. Yeah. 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 That's where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 
level three. Oh right gosh, now. <laughs> no, I am not up there. No, no, not yet. But they, so someone if they who's a Mario start, fan is like screaming into the phone. Yeah, or they're, yeah, they're yeah, to right yeah. <laughs> so when they start tracking that stuff, they realize like I feel a little bit warmer like after I ovulate, and I'm like, well, yeah, because your body temperature is literally higher yeah you know so it's paying attention to things like that yeah and that's why i really love it and that's why i love helping people do it because i want them to feel empowered and i want them to work with their body i need your help yeah i do yeah girl. I, I have made the decision following our coffee i'm yeah. like i've at least got to try yeah to, to do this way if it Absolutely. feels like it's too much for me to manage or you know whatever the case is you know as right. we're going along then I'll think about but I at least have to get I at least have to try I have to yeah. put my best foot forward with it yeah because I do believe maybe I'm probably in my head like making it into a little bit more st- stressful than it needs to be and I'm used to not you know I'm used to not being on, on hormones for birth control and yeah. like I without even tracking anything I know my body yeah you know, you know, and that's like, amazing and, and yes. but not to a point where it'd be like am I fertile or am sure, I not sure but at least like okay I know my periods come in within the next, yeah. next couple of days right um but I think I yeah I want to take it to yeah I want to take it to the next level yeah and I think and like you said if it might not work for you it might be too much right now but I think at least experimenting and seeing and keeping in mind and keeping the perspective that this is to help my body right. this is not to just to add stress to my life this is yeah. to actually take some away in the long run sure it's going to be hard at first everything is but this is going to be worth it to yeah. you and just knowing how your body works is really really empowering yeah and I it's as with everything in my life, I always make it out hard to be harder in my yeah. mind than it yeah. actually is. So we all do. I need to yeah. Give it a shot. We all do. So what does your your coaching and your practice, you know, look like right now for people sure. who may be interested in working yeah. with you? And I feel like we could go on and on. Like I have <laughs> wait you're gonna have to come back again. We need you yes. like a part two. I wanna that talk would be about awesome. red light therapy. Like yeah, I want to talk about intuitive eating. Oh and my gosh. Boundary yes, setting. Yes, like yes, all, yes. Okay. All well, these things. I'm well, coming back. <laughs> you'll de- you're definitely coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit like what's that coaching look like yeah. for you? Yeah. So uh, my coaching is holistically restored. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I work one-on-one with clients and I provide a program that is not cookie cutter. Everything mm-hmm. is individualized because yeah. again, we are all bio-individual. Yeah. So I help build programs for people uh, for whatever their wellness goals are. So mm-hmm. I have people who have Hashimoto's. I have people who are trying to get pregnant. I have mm-hmm. people who just want a general better understanding of wellness and how to grocery shop and what to look for. And so we take those goals and we do them into actionable small steps. Because like I said, I have some people who are considered more advanced of like, they've been doing the meal prepping. They know what the macros are. They know all that stuff. And then I have some people who are just like, I'm just now starting out. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So it's very individualized. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I help with nutritional guidance. I help with, you know, a little bit of exercise there. And, you know, it's nice that my husband is kind of there too to help give some pointers yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they need, yeah. something like that. We yeah. talk about um, mindfulness practices. So journaling, walking outside, getting fresh air, mm-hmm. um, you know, social lives. Um, and then we also look at lab work. So whatever lab work you have, I love to look at that so mm-hmm. that I can either consult with your doctor because mm-hmm. I want this to be a team effort. Y- yeah. Um, and just really see like what we can do either through just the nutrition, the lifestyle, the sleep stuff, or also um, supplementation. Mm-hmm. I can give guidance on that as mm-hmm. well. So awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Evie, what does being fit <laughs> mean to you? <laughs> so this was actually really, I don't know, this is hard for me to 
put together. But what I would say being fit to me, because it's changed so much yeah, over the years. Yeah, of course. But I th- it's going to probably yeah, more too. Yeah, at least I know. for me it will. Right now, being fit means um, being strong, mm-hmm. having a, an exercise slash movement routine that is sustainable for my life mm-hmm. and not going to burn me out yeah. and burn my adrenals. <laughs> and also, That's the other thing we're talk yeah, about, adrenal burning. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing that I really think it means to be fit is um, just doing things that contribute to your long-term health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So not just looking at how you want to look now or what you want to do now, but how is this contributing to your overall wellness in the next 10, 20, 30 years? What can you do now to make, to set yourself up for success? Yeah. So you got me thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> I have to do Good. some internal reflection, yeah. which is great. And exactly yeah. what I hope for people hearing this. Yeah. You know, like we said, you don't have to start at level 10. No, absolutely not. Yeah, don't I, ho- I don't want people to think that that's what I think you should do. Yeah, Cause you yeah, can't no, do you that. Did a, you yeah. did a great job. I think of, yeah. of, laying that out okay. it's been very informative good thank you so much for coming thank on where can so people much. follow you where can they find you um so i'm on instagram twitter facebook at evie takis or you can just do holistically restored um and then you can also i have a website holistically restored.com so easy peasy there easy peasy yes listeners thank you first for being a listener second follow on instagram at what the fit podcast and follow me at chrissy grody um just got a lot of holiday content more holiday content planned for you guys and by holiday content i mean it's going to be me and something sparkly probably drinking um support the patreon if you feel so inclined appreciate you guys so much thanks a lot (laughs) 